everybody. Welcome back to the Not So Wise Guys podcast. It's me, Luke Kinney. And I'm William Sen. Hey, buddy. Hi, how's it going? Oh, it's been another week and we are back here in studio recording for everybody's listening pleasure. Yay, we survived another week somehow. It's, this is my favorite time of the week, Will. Honestly, me too. <laughs> I mean, this is the weekend. sit down but... and vent and complain and veg and it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Can't deny any of those things. Yeah. How's uh, how's your week been, man? Have you done anything interesting? Um, I'll not, take that as a no. Yeah, no, not a whole lot. No. <laughs> School going well? Yeah, so far. Right on. Yeah, it's it's been a rough rough semester to get into for me. Really? Yeah. I I think it's because uh you know working full time now plus trying to finish up my degree and oh it's been it's been a a learning curve that's You're been a busy at me. little bee i am i am i'm a busy busy worker bee yep <laughs> um so i have been recently watching season two of one of my favorite shows currently on television which is of course rick and morty have you seen you, you've seen rick and morty right? i've seen i've seen all of the first season of rick and morty i have not seen any of the second season and i've heard that the second season is just hilarious uh it is absolutely fantastic um <laughs> i uh i wanted to bring this show up and talk about it a little bit because for the few listeners that we currently have if you're not watching this show you're missing out on life i mean it is it, it's essentially a really twisted look at doc and marty from back to the future with rick who's a drunken grandpa super scientist who can portal into different dimensions of existence and his really dumb grandson, Morty, who he keeps around so that people can't read his brainwaves. Yeah, they <laughs> apparently Ricks give off like a specific brainwave that's easily traceable. And so every Rick is paired up with a Morty, so it makes their brainwaves less traceable, I yeah. guess. Well, I guess the the theory is that they cancel each other out, so it's impossible for them to be tracked. Yep. <laughs> Good times, great times. Oh man, I absolutely, absolutely can't get enough of the show. I've been I've been watching season two. Uh, I, I immediately <laughs> purchased the season pass right when it came onto iTunes. Uh, the second episode, I believe, is called Autoerotic Assimilation. Oh, I've heard so much <laughs> about this one. And Rick Rick gets gets involved with a hive mind on a planet, <laughs> and it's uh. It's one of those shows that I am mad at because of how good it is. Like, I wish, I strive to be able to be that funny, and it just kills me. Like, uh, Dude, I don't think, like, any single person will ever be able to be as funny as that show. I don't think so either. I mean, it is it has taken, like, the concept of, like, Futurama and, like, all of these other, you know, it's future, adult cartoons. It's like Futurama meets Back to the Future meets South Park a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. And it's kind of great. <laughs> yes. It's like the best part of all of those. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What, what What's your favorite episode from season one? What did you enjoy the most? Oh. Uh, possible spoilers. So, and you know us. We, we do spoilers. It's kind of our thing. If you haven't learned that by now, then bah. Is, a, is Rick Encounter of the Rick kind from season one? I believe it is. Yes, it is. Yeah, probably that one. Mainly <laughs> because it's so stupid and yet so great. Absolutely. <laughs> it's um, kind of hilarious. I think my my favorite episode from season one so far is uh, Rick Potion number nine. Oh, that's the, the, the Cronenberg's one. Or, no? Yeah, that's the Cronenberg episode. Oh, the Cronenberg episode. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially what happens in this episode uh, is Rick makes a potion for Morty so people will fall in love with him. And it, of course, goes completely backwards. And it 
I don't know. It it spreads as a disease through a, a flu. Yeah. <laughs> like apparently, the only way this could spread is if somebody has the flu, possibly. Um, <laughs> and uh, essentially, the 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 world, the the universe that they're living in, ends, and so they have to go to another universe. And I'm not going to spoil how it ends because it's all kinds of fucked up, <laughs> like, and in the best kind of way. It's oh, so great. The issue is, is that it's it's a lot like Futurama. Where the feels will sneak in on you, and they'll just like they'll they'll hit you out of nowhere because like the end of that episode, uh, Rick Potion number nine, when that sad song comes on and you realize what happened, I was like tearing up a little bit. I could not believe that they pulled that out of nowhere. Yeah, I also like um, Rick and Morty a lot because it retcons the hell out of itself sometimes. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> it's just like. I understand that it's kind of an episodic series, but still, every now and then it'll just be like, didn't this happen before? No, we totally erased that from everyone's mind. Yeah. <laughs> or, or like his uh, Rick's catchphrase, wubba-lubba-dub-dub, and then he's like, remember, Morty? Remember, that's my catchphrase. Remember? I said it that one time. <laughs> and they totally just added into the show. <laughs> Actually, um, watching, I think it's the Frederator channel on YouTube, mm-hmm. uh in the like 107 facts about Rick and Morty, that catchphrase was actually made to make fun of catchphrases. I yeah, I believe that completely. It's so great. <laughs> yeah, I think that the whole show definitely has a special kind of satire to it. That's kind of I mean, it's obviously so self-aware, and that's it, one of the reasons it's brilliant. Yeah, it's just great. <laughs> um, so definitely, definitely check out Rick and Morty if you guys haven't seen it. It is on Adult Swim Sunday nights. Uh, you can also buy the season passes on iTunes, so plug, 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 plug for them. Yeah. Um, I'm a big fan, avid supporter of the show. Oh, yeah, it's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> it's hilarious in, like, the most messed up of ways. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, we, we didn't really have much uh, movie news to talk about this week. Uh, I, I didn't mention it last week, but I went and saw American Ultra. Oh, really? Yeah. Surprisingly good. Uh, huh. I'm a big fan of Jesse Einsberg. He's great in Zombieland. I'm excited to see him as Lex Luthor. Yeah. Uh, super stoked. And I didn't want to kill uh, the Twilight Girl throughout the movie. She actually emoted. Oh. Yeah. Big first step. It was amazing. <laughs> uh, by, by all means, she did a great job. I can't remember her name for some... Kristen Stewart. Yeah. Kristen Stewart. Too. Fantastic job. Um, And uh, uh, Topher Grace is in it from uh, That 70s Show. Oh. Yeah. And he plays this, like, arrogant asshole CIA agent. It's the perfect role for him. Um. He's good at arrogant. He really, really is. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, I, I really enjoyed it. I, I, it's it's a good movie to go into the theater and just kind of turn your brain off and watch a pot smoker, like, annihilate a mall. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, I, you know, it's like, what if a pot smoker was a sleeper agent? And that's essentially the whole, the whole premise of the movie. It's a lot of fun. It's a fun ride. Uh, I'm still waiting. I, I haven't been to the theater much lately. Yeah, me either. Like at all since I got back up here to Junction. Yeah. We, we need to start going a little bit more, me and you. But we're, we're waiting Probably. for Oscar season. Yeah. Which is right around the corner. So uh, all, of, all of the film festivals are going on right now. And I've heard some good things coming out of festivals such as Telluride Film Festival just happened over the last weekend or week, yeah. I think. Um, and, uh, the new Steve Jobs movie, apparently really good reviews. Everybody is loving Ooh. it. Yeah. Um, which I, I, I had my reservations about it because we've already seen two, you know, there was one TV movie, I think that was a Steve Jobs movie. And then we saw the one with Ashton Kutcher not too long ago. 
So mm-hmm. it's kind of interesting for them to pull that out of nowhere. Be like, hey, we're doing one with Michael Fassbender again, <laughs> you know, like three years later. Uh, it's great. Yeah, too soon. But apparently even, it's amazing. Even when Steve Jobs is dead, he's still making millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars. Hey, that man's a national treasure. Was dead, a national yeah, treasure. Yeah, not to say. He's a dead national treasure. <laughs> Ouch, dude. But that doesn't stop Nick Cage, does it? <laughs> Buzzing. <laughs> Shots fired, Will. Shots fired. Nick Cage, if you're listening, we apologize. I love you very much. Uh, Feel free to come on the show. We'll give you five bucks. (laughs) I will give you all the change I have in my pocket on that day. Oh, bankruptcy jokes. (laughs) Was that a low blow? Was that too much? Maybe. Maybe a little bit. I don't know. I don't want Nicolas Cage to hate me. (laughs) I want to be his friend. I want him to make a better Ghost Rider movie. I, I think the world wants a better Ghost Rider movie, Will. Uh, <laughs> true. Can we start that? Hashtag Nick Cage, not so wise guys. Get him on the podcast. <laughs> if that could actually happen, dude, I will be amazed. I'd be, all right, everybody who's listening, tweet at Nicolas Cage. <laughs> Tell him that he needs to come on our podcast uh, because we love him dearly. And uh, he's he's one of the greatest actors of our generation. <laughs> I, I I couldn't say that with a straight face either. Point is, he's a lot of fun. I uh, bet he's probably a lot of fun in person. Uh, the answer's on the back of this dollar bill. Wouldn't it be on the back of every dollar bill? Uh, apparently, according to National Treasure, that scene wasn't even in the movie. So, uh, yeah, well, trailer spoilers. It was it was like on a dollar bill. I think it was like it was a hundred dollar bill. Something about daylight savings time. I don't know. <laughs> Have you have you seen National Treasure? Yeah, both of them. <laughs> you can't remember anything from them? Oh, I remember a lot from them. Like the clues for National Treasure Two were far more convoluted than the ones for National Treasure One because the ones for National Treasure One were actually all conspiracy theories. Right. Yeah. Like they actually. Yeah, that's true. That's true. They did a lot of research into those ones, and they were still a little far out there. But <laughs> for two, they were like way far reaching. I'm gonna steal the Declaration of Independence. That's my bad Nick Cage impression, everybody. I hope you all enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, I, I actually really enjoyed the first National Treasure movie. Uh, I, I really liked... Um, did Sean Bean die in that movie? I can't remember. Yes. I want to say yes, just because that's... It's Sean Bean, <laughs> yeah. so it's kind of automatically assumed that he died. There's a 99% chance that anytime Sean Bean's in anything, he's probably dead. Yeah, I'd say like 98. Okay, fair. I still didn't see that coming in Game of Thrones. I hadn't read the books yet. Oh. And so- uh, it's been five years, people. Game of Thrones spoilers: Sean Bean dies. Uh, <laughs> Spoiler alert for anything Sean Bean's in: Sean Bean probably dies. Probably, yeah, yeah. As- especially if he's a father in something, he dies. <laughs> Ooh, depressing. Truth, but depressing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I'm really excited to see him. I, I think he just got a role in a new TV show. Uh, and I hope he doesn't die in that one. There's there's it's, a website. I think it's a uh, don't kill Sean Bean dot com. Yeah. Yep. So everybody go and show your love for Sean Bean. <laughs> Let's all it, get behind him. It actually has a lot of signatures on it. Well, the thing is, the one the one franchise that he hasn't died in is the freaking Silent Hill franchise of all of them. Wow. I know, like the horror movie franchise. Wow. He hasn't died yet. <laughs> uh, well, he might have died in the second one. I don't know. It was really convoluted and. I mean that that second Silent does Hill anybody movie was a actually, piece of shit. Does anybody actually stay dead in Silent Hill though? Uh, I'm assuming the nurse ladies are probably pretty dead. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and the one lady with the like 
barbed wire tendril things. Well, she's technically the devil or devil well, no, the, adjacent. The one who gets hit with the barbed wire tendril things and then does the whole... Oh, the cop lady. Yeah. Cop lady. Yeah, I'm no, assuming she, she's dead. She dead. She yeah, dead. She's definitely yeah. dead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Oh, you know, I gotta say the the first Silent Hill movie is definitely my favorite video game movie. It's a gruesome movie, dude. It it's really harsh, is, but it captures it really well. That one does have Pyramid Head in it, right? Yeah, and so uh, does the second one. He's so mean in the first one, though. Yeah, he is. He defies the laws of physics and human anatomy in the first one <laughs> with the whole skin thing. I think that's Pyramid Head in general, though. Yeah, uh, he's, he's he is terrifying in those games. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But I, I gotta say, the, the first Silent Hill, definitely my favorite video game movie. And they've tried so many freaking times to make... And the second Silent Hill movie is just fan service bullshit. Like, the whole thing sucks. I think Jon Snow's in it, and he's part of a cult and some odd thing, and there's a daughter somewhere, and then Pyramid Head's a good guy. <laughs> yeah, the whole thing's a, <laughs> just a giant pile of... Hey, we'll do one of the, we'll, we'll do a movie night. We'll do a movie night soon for one of our bad movie podcasts for, for no, the second sure. Silent Hill movie. Let's do it. Second Silent Hill movie. <laughs> yeah. What is it? Silent Hill Revelations or something? I believe so. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite video game movie? Have you have oh. you seen many of them? I've kind of always had a policy to try and avoid them. That's fair. Uh, it's kind of a two way street. I avoid movies based off of video games, and I avoid video games based off of movies. Uh, hey, that's a good segue into our next, our, our first game we're going to talk about this week. But I do want to say before before we get into that, just just real quick to wrap this up, uh, we can't deny the Resident Evil series. I mean, they made six of those movies, and they're still they're they're making their last one. They're and not bad. They're they're mindless actiony bullshit, which is not bad. Exactly, it's totally fine. It, it doesn't take itself too seriously. The first one kind of did. But it de- the second one definitely Nemesis definitely got a yeah have has Leo or any like the actual Resident Evil characters actually showed up in yeah any of the yeah movies? tons of them really uh yeah um uh the Jill Valentine's in the second one oh Miss uh, Valentine I think Chris is in the third one Chris is the shooty shooty bang bang one right yes yeah he- you know he's he's the big hulky dude in the first one. Wesker's in them. Oh, uh, well, of course, Wesker has. Leon to be. is in the Leon newest is. one, where they're in the like weird ship, like Arcadia. Yeah, yeah, and there's like that weird underground thing in Siberia or whatever. <laughs> that was a, that was a really weird movie. Uh, Leon's in that one, which I was I was really <laughs> I was okay with because Leon's my favorite character in those series, and when he popped out, that guy, that dude had a hammer jaw. Like to rival Hugh Jackman, it was just oh, like, wow. damn. <laughs> Even as a straight guy, I was like, yeah, maybe. Segways, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got segways. We're segwaying into a video game based on a movie franchise. I I wouldn't consider it so much based on a movie franchise, just based on like, I guess what's nowadays just kind of like a cultural thing. Like, yeah. All right, so we'll start out. We're talking about Mad Max. The yeah. the game launched last week. Yes. Uh, Will and I have both picked it up. I have played a significant amount of it. Uh, how far have you gotten? I've gotten to the third stronghold, but I'm just having way too much fun by driving past a car at full speed, slowing down time to line up the shot for my harpoon gun, and then just ripping crap off of a car. Absolutely. Either a wheel or a person. Yeah, the car combat in that game is really fun. Have you uh, been in a sandstorm yet in the game? Yes. 
Sandstorms are like the most intense shit. It's brutal, man. It's it, great though. It captures it right out of Fury Road too. It I really mean, does. It's so cool. Um, I've gotten to the second stronghold, but currently I'm working on freeing up Jeet's territory completely. Oh, so yeah, I've gotten. That's fun. I think I've gotten all but one area completely clear of the the big baddies in the game. Wow. Um, and yeah, I you know I. I do have some issues with it, though. Uh, I, I'm having a great time. I think the car combat saves that game 100%, like you were saying, with a harpoon. Like, just going through anything where you have a gun and uh, a harpoon gun and a car. And, and it applies go- physics. And, yeah, it's a match made in heaven. It's so fun to ragdoll those guys across the map. However, I will say I do have the same issue with it that I do with almost every single open world game, is that there's a lot of grindy bullshit in it. Yeah... And you get so distracted from the story. Like, I've only done the story a couple... Like, I only do the story missions because I want to get crap to, like, open up so I can improve the magnum opus even more. Yeah. Like, a V8 engine will be nice, but right now I'm trying to unlock all the V6 engines. Yep. Yeah, it's the same issue that almost all open-world games have, though. You just get distracted by the story so from from the main story so quickly. And it's like, I mean, yeah... it's not hard. Like, none of the outposts are hard or anything. I mean, you nope. go in, you know, pick up all your scrap for your upgrades, you know, free up the area 100% those those outposts pretty quickly. Yep. And I, I do got to admit, I do like how the game tells you your percentage of how close you are to clearing everything and how close you are to looting everything in the area. That's super helpful. That really uh, streamlines the process. Yep. But, uh, yeah, it, I don't know. I, I really, I'm having a ton of fun with it, but I wish that... There were more of the side missions were actually relevant to the main story. Yeah. But, yeah, that'd be fair. Yeah. Wait, so have you not done the assault on the jaw yet? Not yet. Oh, I'm not going to spoil anything for you, but that's when my third sandstorm hit was during that assault. Oh, that sucks. That was hard. Oh, I bet. <laughs> Mainly because half the time I just had to have Chum just sitting on the car out to the side fixing everything while bodies of cars that i had just recently exploded came crashing into mine oh yeah so <laughs> fun times i uh, i got in a sandstorm in the middle of one of the death races oh wow and that was brutal i won but oh man i i almost died the whole time i love how there's stuff crashing into you and it actually takes off your health and have you gotten hit by lightning yet uh no no that it sucks i tried the to one keep... hit kill <laughs> wow oh yeah damn <laughs> That, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I have nothing to say to that. Right on. <laughs> um. I I picked up Fury Road on Blu-ray and I watched it through before I started this game, and I gotta say that it carries over very well into the universe that they've kind of created around the Mad Max franchise, especially the more rebooted. I think slightly and in, more into the future, a little bit. I wouldn't say crazier because the the Mad Max movies have always been kind of crazy, but yeah. it's definitely more modern apocalypse than 80s apocalypse, if that makes any yeah, sense. Yeah, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Um So, I I'm 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 having a lot of fun. I am too. I am. It's it's it does one of the, the things that I loved what the old like Need for Speed games if I remember right, did and that was like I can totally customize my car. Yeah, absolutely. Like from the car from the body of the car to how many spikes I have on it. Yeah. Which, by the way, um, fun fact: if you harpoon a person and then pull them on, and then pull them towards your car, there's a slight chance that they'll be impaled on the spikes. Oh yeah, I believe it. And it's just great. <laughs> it's the best. Brutal. 
and then you use them as a battering ram for their friend's truck. There you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like how you can kind of spin them around and play jump rope with them. <laughs> like, uh, it's twisted. Uh, the best. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you have you been playing anything else this week? Um, actually, I have been playing a, one game in particular a lot. Um, it is a PC game, and you might judge me for this a little bit, Luke. Judgment. Um, because I know that you're a part of the TB army. Shun the non-believer. Um, it's an early access game. It's called Dungeon Defenders Two, and the reason I really I've heard of it. The reason I really liked this game and did the early access for it is because I played the ever-loving hell out of Dungeon Defenders 1. Okay. I mean, like, my brother and I, along with one of my really close friends, we tore through that game, did everything you could in that game. I didn't play any of the expansions, though, because by the time I wanted to go back around and play the expansions, it was a lot of money. Um... But yeah. Dungeon Defenders 2 takes place uh, five years after the last expansion of the first Dungeon Defenders, where the premise of the game is there's some dark, eldritch evil inside these things called the Eternia Crystals. Mm -hmm. And so, obviously, we don't want that out. Yeah, obviously. Um, but for the first one, like the four original heroes that sealed this eldritch horror have gone off to serve in a war. Okay. And we don't even know what happened to them, I think. Uh, at least I don't know from the um, vanilla game. But uh, at the end of this last expansion for Dungeon Defenders 1, you reseal the Eldritch Horror back into a stronger Eternia Crystal as like these four 10-year-olds. Okay. Or maybe they're 15. I don't know. <laughs> but now the game is five years later, and evil forces are trying to break open the Eternia Crystals again. And so you're just like, eh, maybe we should probably move this to a more fortified area. Yeah, maybe this this shouldn't happen. Yeah. And um, so, I don't know. It's a lot of fun. It's a good-looking game. The only bug I really had that was a big problem with it was like whenever I leveled up... And they showed, like, the new stuff I could do with the level I was in. My game would crash. Oh, bummer. But they fixed, they, like, patched that within 30 minutes of me starting to play the game. Oh, cool. So I now have no problems with it. Is it early access? Yeah, it's okay. still early access. Um, I believe once it gets, like, fully paid for and everything's developed, I believe it's also going to be moving on to Max. Okay. And, yeah, it's a really fun game. So Right on. Yeah. Defenders too. All right. Well, hey, I haven't tried it, uh, but I, I haven't even played the first one. But I know of the franchise. It's basically tower defense, but at the same time, it's a third burst. It's a third person slashing beat em up. Okay. Well, right on. So smite ish, smite esque. Smite, but you also get to place your own towers where you want. Okay. There's very little limitation to where you can put them. That's cool. Except for you know over bottomless caverns. Right. Or... Yeah. <laughs> Under like on top of like thirty foot high walls, right? So it's yeah. a fun game. That makes sense. <laughs> well, right on. Uh, yeah, I, I haven't been playing much else myself. I uh, like I said, Mad Max is mainly taking up most of my time. I'm almost through until dawn. I'm almost through until dawn. How's that going? Everybody's dying. <laughs> I am not playing very well through that game. <laughs> How many white butterflies have you been getting? Not enough. Oh. Not enough white butterflies. <laughs> Um, I there there's been saw blades and explosions and decapitations and apparently oh. 
Um, I've been watching. I haven't been watching faithfully Markiplier play it, but every now and then I'll watch like an episode that he's done. And uh, remember the like goggled guy from like the very first part of the game when he tries to like save yes, absolutely, the, or tries to hurt the twins, and I was just like, ten bucks says he's a good guy. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure if this is for every playthrough because apparently, like your wish was correct, and how you play the game affects who the villain or monster yeah. is. Yeah. Um, and yeah. the one Markiplier's been playing, uh, like I was right. Yeah, he turns out to be the good guy. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, they, hey, and there's a good guy with a flamethrower, which we never have enough of. Of course, yeah, we need more good guys with flamethrowers. More firebats. Support your local firebat. That's StarCraft reference. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, hey. <laughs> Did I ever show you the? Uh, I believe it's Freddie Wong's realistic StarCraft trailer. No, but that sounds amazing. Oh my god! If they made a StarCraft movie with this quality. Like, it would be fantastic. Also, the creep that they have for the Zerg is the most, like, <laughs> Just sketchy. It's so gross looking. It's I'll fantastic. have to check that out. Yeah. I uh, I, I always stand by that if, if Blizzard's going to do a movie, they just need to use their own CGI department and make a movie. Pretty much. Because those guys are amazing. Oh, yeah. They're really good at what they do. I got to say, like, the, the original StarCraft game, uh, the... Um, the, the 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 cinematics, the openings and stuff with the Terran yep. blew my freaking mind on like a Windows ninety five. Yeah, and I was like, oh my god. Even nowadays, they still hold up pretty well. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, if uh, and so you know, Blizzard's developing their Warcraft movie. I don't know. Did have they announced if that's going to be live action or not? It's not going to be live action from what I've seen. Okay. Uh, probably somebody will correct me on that. But from what I've seen of it, no, it's going to be CGI. That'd be cool. I'm going to totally be behind that. I, oh, yeah. I hope that's how they do it. And the Horde better win. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Hoo-ah. Go Horde. Lokar. <laughs> that was well. That was way too well planned and was not planned at all. Get out of my head, Will. Get out of my head. <laughs> uh, Will's creeping in the night. <laughs> that is not something we want everybody lock your windows direct all your hate mail to will.sin at gmail.com have you made that yet you need to make that i do <laughs> <laughs> just letters and letters of what the hell are you guys doing <laughs> grow up and get a job i have a job thank you internet I, that was my internet voice grow up and get a job <laughs> I still like the Game Grumps theory of you can never be offended of something that's right in a Boomhauer voice. <laughs> what are you guys doing? Why can't you go out and get a real job? That's that's close. It's not Boomhauer. Or, that's uh, uh, the other guy, the crazy guy. Yeah. Uh, Daryl? Is that his name? I think so. I don't, I don't know. know. I'm not a King of the Hill fan. Right. Boomhauer's the one that's completely incomprehensible. Boomhauer's the one that's like, mm-hmm, some bananas and whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, shows time. shows how much we know about popular adult shows based in Texas. <laughs> Damn it, Bobby! <laughs> and we've lost our entire Texas uh, fan base <laughs> like that. I hope not. I have I have faith that I know of one person who might potentially be listening in Texas. And if you are listening, I love you. Please don't stop listening to us. Shout out to Texas Bros. <laughs> Shout out to Texas Bros. <laughs> Shout out to America. Am I right? Oorah! Uh, <laughs> wow, that was a loud little spike. Yeah, right you, you you glitched out our our cool edit there for a moment. Good job, Will. 
<laughs> Will. Technical difficulty, man. I'm That's not the worst superpower ever. <laughs> hey, honestly, in nowadays, like in today's society, that'd be the best superpower. Technical difficulties. <laughs> technical I could just difficulty. walk into like a fortified stronghold and all the like technical stuff just starts to like glitch out. Right. Yeah. Go in. Go into like an office building and just melt the internet and see what happens. Oh God, that'd be mass panic and hysteria. Oh my God, hey, anarchy. Total what? anarchy. I'm not a bad person. Nah. No. You just wanna. You just wanna T three this whole place. What? <laughs> That's not true. No. No. Not even a little bit. I'm bad at lying. Anyways, bit. yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm almost done with Until Dawn. Is is I guess is the moral of that entire story. <laughs> and it's going to be interesting to hear your to hear your tales of it once it's all done. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. I'll, I'll, we'll definitely do a, a show where I kind of lay out how my uh my progression went because i'm sure our audience is going to be really interested in how hard i failed <laughs> i think i'm down to like two people oh my god yeah, everybody's gone who's left uh the the blonde chick from the beginning uh sam and uh the uh the 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 asian chick why can't i remember her name emily yeah yeah uh so that's that's where i'm at right now huh yeah Damn you, butterfly effect. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I gotta, I gotta say, uh, the cheesiness of how much they use that line is absolutely fantastic. Yay, be horror flick. <laughs> uh, Boom. Butterfly effect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, douchebag. Um, and then, of course, I played some Rocket League. I always play Rocket League. That's, Rocket League is good. Uh, so fun. Why well, haven't we played Rocket League yet, Will? Oh. Well, you should get on, and we should play some Rocket League together. Mm-hmm. Take on the world. Mm-hmm. Will and Luke versus the world. That'd be an interesting comic book. I don't think it'd we'd be like, get very far. I think it'd be like Scott Pilgrim. Oh, you underestimate me highly. I don't underestimate you. I overestimate the world. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Everyone has a weakness. It's either money, a pet, or a loved one. And I'm willing to exploit all three. <laughs> In other news, this podcast is brought to you by Revenge. <laughs> Not revenge if I instigate it. <laughs> I'm just making myself out to be like a worse and worse person. You really are. Uh, Will's actually the Bond villain of this podcast. I'd be okay with that, except I wouldn't make the mistakes. If I have Bond in my crosshairs, I'm just going to shoot him. What? No sharks with laser beams no. on their heads? No, 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 no. <laughs> but I like the sharks with laser beams on their heads. I'll get you a tank with sharks with laser beams on their heads for you to torture your enemies. Thanks, but if buddy. I'm running an evil corporation, dude, it's just like, oh, are you going to tell me your evil plan now? No. <laughs> All right, guys, let's get this on the go. Come on. Hup to, hup to, hup to. Speaking speaking of uh, cheesy James Bond lines, Spectre Man, new trailer's out. Ooh. I'm so excited. I bet. Oh my god, my body is ready. <laughs> <laughs> did, they, did they announce who the villain's going to be yet? Uh, it's going to be... Uh, it, they haven't announced it, but it's got to be Blofeld, right? I mean, Spectre. I think so. Yeah. Well, I mean... Well, I did tell you the like hilarious thing about Stephen Hawking, right? Uh, Which one? Um, that one of his like bucket list wishes is that he wants to be a Bond villain. Oh my god, I would totally put Stephen Hawking as a Bond villain. Oh right? my god, he'd be so great. He'd be perfect, dude. That's why I was kind of asking. Yeah, we need to. Oh, that'd be so great. I know Christoph Waltz is in it. Who's uh? If you guys don't know Christoph Waltz, he played the the main Nazi in Inglorious Bastards, and he played um the uh the uh the German in. Django Unchained. 
Super amazing actor. I mean, fantastic, bilingual, crazy dude. I'm convinced he's going to be he's going to be either Blofeld or uh, James Bond's mysterious family member coming back to haunt him. I, I don't really. I don't know. I love uh, how obscure the story is so far, though, because uh, I'm so excited. I love the Bond movies. I love them so much. For good reason. They're fantastic. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> games, movies, games. You're listening to the Not So Wise Guys podcast. It wouldn't be a podcast if I didn't break down the song, Will. Don't roll your eyes at me. I'm not rolling my eyes. I'm just thinking we need to get one of our like musically talented friends to actually like get us a jingle. My voice is beautiful. Thank you. No, I'm saying like we keep your voice, but then we actually get some music that's ours. <laughs> some dubstep remix of Lucas's shitty singing. I'd be into that. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> let's let's get that going, folks. All right. <laughs> um. On to the second part of yeah, the video game? Yeah, I think uh, Will and I wanted to cover some really cool news that came out that I eee! I literally... Sh- that's not a phone off the hook. That's Will fan squealing. I'm so Let's excited. Um, Pokemon Go. Oh, my God. Pokemon Go. I showed Will this literally an hour, maybe. Maybe half an hour before we came to the studio to yeah, record. You're like, I have some interesting topics. And I was just like, ooh, what are they? And you're like, well, obviously, we got to talk about Mad Max because we've both been playing that a lot. But then there's also Pokemon Go. And I was just like, what's that? <laughs> what's Pokemon Go? And I looked it up. And on YouTube, I think it's like the second thing that they have on it. It's this... <laughs> he can't even talk, folks. He's I'm so, so excited. excited. <laughs> I'm pretty excited too. Okay, so Pokemon Go. I'll I'll let you uh, I'll let you finish off in the corner, Will, and then uh, while I talk, uh, <laughs> Pokemon Go is a uh, it's a smartphone developed Pokemon game uh, that's being developed by the Pokemon Company, and I can't remember the name of the game company that. They are partnering with the mobile platform company. And remember that the first three letters are INV. Uh, they, they're responsible for a game called Ingress, which is a social game that they developed that uses your like live location to essentially like collect energy from different various parts of the world. And then there's like, you know, it's, it's all on real maps, though. So, you know, you have to like follow your map on your phone to go and like check out this node that's like at a church or something in your community. That'd be it, really cool for like hikes and stuff. It is it is pretty interesting. I downloaded it earlier today to check it out. I haven't really gotten that far into it, of course, but uh aside from the creepiness factor of it locating you all the time constantly, it's actually pretty interesting because you know, you, you can set up there's two different factions, so you can see like your faction here in town, and then I can see that other people on the other faction have set up nodes all around town here. Which is pretty cool. So you can go and like capture the notes, et cetera, et cetera. But you actually have to like go to the location. So it's an excuse to get up and go. So huh. they're taking this concept, the location concept of this game, Ingress, and they're transferring it into <laughs> a Pokemon game for iOS and Android that will be available in 2016. So essentially, I'm so excited. what's going to happen is that they're going to use the same location services to find Pokemon in your community. I get to go and be a Pokemon master. I'm dropping out of school, everybody. I'm going to travel the world. Will is finally going to be able to live out his dream. Who am I kidding? I'm going to be able to live out my freaking dream of being a Pokemon master. Dude, let's travel the world together. I hope that they set up, like, I hope that a gym system gets set up. And we get to, like, travel the world and battle different people who are gym leaders. That'd be the best. 
Yeah, fuck real world. <laughs> I don't need no job. <laughs> My parents take care of me. I'm going to be a Pokemon master. Um, hey, if I beat somebody, don't they have to give me like $200? Yeah, they do. <laughs> 200 zinni. Uh, okay, uh, but uh, calm yourself for a moment, sir. I'm almost through. Okay, I'm almost sorry. through the, the... Jeez, I've never seen you so giddy about anything. It's kind of freaking so, me out. I'm so excited. I'm sorry. Uh, if... if if anybody doesn't hear from me in the next week or so, Will had a fanboy moment and buried me underneath the studio. So please send help. Oh, <laughs> Luke, there are so many better places to bury you people won't find you. <laughs> Not below the place I work. Yeah, uh, too predictable. Too predictable. Um, God, that got real dark talking about Pokemon there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, everybody. Jeez. To be fair, if we actually like ever have an episode where we just analyze Pokemon, it's a really dark universe. It is. That's true. Um, so you, it, it'll be a game on your smartphone. So you'll have your your basic app, which will be Pokemon Go, where you can follow it around. And it, what it looks like from the from the trailer that was shown, the the launch trailer, that it'll kind of give you a basic idea of a location of a Pokemon. It won't tell you what it is. You'll walk to that location. It'll be like 300 meters to the left or whatever. And so you go over there, and then there'll be a Pokemon, and you'll be able to choose, I'm sure, to either battle it or capture it or, you know, standard Pokemon stuff. I'm yeah. positive. Uh, it looks like, you know, it's also going to integrate battles with people in your local area. It's trade. Gonna integrate trade. Uh, it looks like there's going to be random events where, like, boss Pokemon, like Mewtwo, will pop up out of nowhere. And then, depending on how many people, people will be able to join this fight with you, and you have to beat it in a certain amount of time. And this is all, of course, speculation from... Total speculation. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the trailer did kind of lead to that, but I guess we'll, we'll still see at the final yeah, product. I'm, but I uh, feel like the... The trailer also kind of gave the same impression that that like Google Maps got to catch them all thing did, and that we would be able to see like CGI Pokemon stuff like that. So I'm not holding out total hope for oh, that. Yeah. If they do do that, oh my god, I'm going. That'd to, be cool. I'm gonna freak out even more probably. <laughs> um, but but uh, it, yeah. it, so I, I I watched the whole press conference for this. Will bailed out on it because it was all in Japanese, and Will's half Japanese. Order. <laughs> and learning to speak. <laughs> you're, you're doing well. I'm proud of you, buddy. Uh, it wasn't all in Japanese. You can check it out on YouTube. It's uh, It's got the the guy from the Pokemon company, even um, uh, the head of Nintendo, and the head of the guys from Ingress. And they all they all came out and talked about it a little bit behind their philosophy. And they, I guess this has been in development for like three years. Apparently. Uh, which doesn't surprise me. And nope. you'll have your basic version, which is Pokemon Go on your phone, your basic game. And then there'll be kind of an add-on, like a Bluetooth-connected device that looks like a little Pokeball. It's, it's like called... a Pokeball pin drop thing. It's yeah. neat. And so you can like hook it to your like backpack, hook it to your wrist, and it's called Pokemon Go Plus. And that's enabled to, to your Bluetooth and connects straight to your phone and your app. So when you're walking around, all it is, it's, it's, it's an LED light and it vibrates to let you know something's going on. So, yeah, and they purposely did that minimalist. Uh, they didn't put a screen on it. They didn't put any other features on it just to kind of keep people out of their phone. <laughs> so they're not constantly like looking for Pokemon and then walking to traffic, which I'm sure <laughs> will probably happen. Oh, God. Uh, I, I, the thing that made me laugh for some reason, this is where my mind went watching that trailer, is, you know, there's the dude, he sees the Pokemon, it's like 300 meters this way. He's like, all right, I'm going to go 300 meters this way. What if it just winds you up in, like, some sketch-ass abandoned warehouse somewhere? <laughs> I better get a Metagross out of it, is right. what I'm saying. <laughs> um, but, I mean, this is this is huge on 
not just for Pokemon fans like me and you. I mean, you know, I, I made that very, very clear in our, our top five, you know, games thing. that I, I love Pokemon. I love it to death. But this is also huge for Nintendo to have a published game on an iOS device with a, 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 a IP so big as Pokemon. Yeah. I, like, I that's insane. That is huge. I definitely think Pokemon's probably their, like, heaviest hitting Absolutely. IP. It's definitely their most, well, Pokemon and Mario. They're two, well, even, the two most consistent ones. Even like even Mario has some people are just like eh, I've kind of fallen out of love with it. I don't know anybody who's fallen in love with Pokemon who's fallen out of love with it. That's like, true. They might complain that some of the new Pokemon aren't that original, but they'll still play the new Pokemon. Yeah, I'd say definitely. If if not their their biggest hitting, it's definitely their long their their biggest generational, uh, uh. Grouping, gap spanning, gap spanning. Yeah, I don't. What's the word for that? There's a verb there somewhere. There is uh, generational bridge. There we go. Hey, hey, hey. look at me sounding all smart and shit. (laughs) (laughs) That's the best way of destroying that statement. Look at me sounding all smart and shit. Smart and shit. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I never. That's my claim to fame. Will. (laughs) That's my name. Don't tarnish it. Um, but it's big because. We've known that Nintendo's been struggling a little bit here in in the recent years with the Wii U. It wasn't that big of a hit. We know that they're looking at coming out with a new console soon. And I I remember mentioning this not too long ago, uh, back when I was doing Cold Coffee, was that Nintendo, the idea of Nintendo branching into the iOS and Android markets is actually a really good one. That's one they can make a ton of money on, especially if they license out Mario... Zelda. I mean, you could you could easily play the original Zelda games on an iOS device. Yeah, probably. Like, no, not probably. You could absolutely do that. <laughs> My point being <laughs> that this is a big step forward for Nintendo to, to also support the production and licensing of this. It's gonna make a billion dollars. <laughs> oh yeah. Because I guarantee even oh, people yeah. who don't play Pokemon are gonna probably pick this up. They'll I probably guarantee... pick it up for like their kids. Oh yeah, I guarantee kids that don't know about Pokemon are gonna pick this up and play it. It is gonna be huge. Oh yeah. And like everybody has a smartphone, not everybody has a DS. You know? That's it's... true. That's very true. <sighs> yeah, I'm I wouldn't be surprised if this is gonna be one of their best selling IPs once it finally hits the market. Uh they didn't they didn't give a quarter, but they said two thousand sixteen. That's when it's gonna hit. That's when we're going to be able to play it. No delays. Nintendo's usually pretty good about their delays, except for the new uh, Legend of Zelda, which has been delayed a lot. Yeah. And Smash Bros. You know what? I take that statement back entirely. Nintendo's just about as good with delays as everybody else is in the gaming industry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to self-censor. Um, <laughs> <laughs> take that statement back and throw on anyone. But The other issue that I had with the uh, trailer for it is that some stupid little kid was conned by an adult into trading a Bulbasaur for a Vulpix. <laughs> like, what kind of horrible adart- adult do you have to be to be like, hey, little kid, my Vulpix is strong against your Bulbasaur. You should totally give it to me. <laughs> like, I don't know if the rarity system is going to be the same in this, but, like, who the hell tra- trades a starter Pokemon for something as common as a Vulpix? For God's sake, what kind of terrible person are you conning a child? Uh, And the worst part was the kid's dad was right there and just let it happen. I know, right? (laughs) God damn. I love how that's the part that bothers you the most. (laughs) (laughs) That's like my my roommate actually gave me a weird look because right as she was passing in front of my door, I was just like, what kind of terrible person are you? (laughs) (laughs) Stealing a poor kid's Bulbasaur. Also, who the hell let that kid pick Bulbasaur? 
Oh, them are fighting words, Will. Them are fighting words. You, you, you're not a Bulba fan? Charmander for life. Dude. Charmander dude. or Cyndaquil? Dude. Cyndaquil's the shit. But Bulbasaur, man, that was my first Pokemon. You don't talk smack about Bulbasaur. Charmander was my first, so sorry. Well, you're adopted. <laughs> that may very well be true, but so is your Bulbasaur. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize, everybody. I just got really mean really quick. <laughs> Holy crap. Uh, I, I have an ongoing joke with Will. Uh, I, I am actually adopted. And so I always tell him that, and then he says it back to me, and I always say, hey, only we can say that. <laughs> That's why I always find something else to aim it at. <laughs> so is your Bulbasaur. That was a good comeback, sir. Well, thank I applaud you. you. It was, it was either going to be your Bulbasaur or your cat's. Oh, hey, you don't fuck with my cats. I love my cats. Yeah, man, I love your cats, too. They're great cats. They are great cats. How's Arcadia doing, by the way? I haven't uh, been over in a while. Not clawing the shit out of everything, so that's a plus. Woo! Yeah, the, the, the cats that destroyed our podcast and caused us to move into a nice, fantastic production studio. You know what? I'm thanking them. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, you know what? This whole one microphone thing at the house, this just isn't working for me anymore. Honestly, dude, going back and listening to like our older podcasts versus like the ones we've been doing, the sound quality is so, so much, much better. better. Yeah. It's beautiful. Absolutely. Well, you know, for, for those of you who kind of picked up once we migrated RSS feeds recently to our new location on SoundCloud... Um, our old setup was pretty much my one. I, I do have I do have a great quality studio mic at the house. Yeah. The problem is I do have vaulted ceilings in my living room and all the rest of my house. So yep. sound echoes, my friends. Sound echoes. And uh, coming from a fucking audio engineer, like I I don't know. I still kick myself for that, but it's not like I had a better way to do it for a while. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. there, there's this thing that that my boss always says about audio engineers is that we always we take care of everybody else's shit, but we never fix our own. <laughs> and there's a lot of truth in that because I still have a radio that can't pick up any frequency past like ninety five five. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's a simple dial turn. I'm just too lazy to do it. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's that's Pokemon Go. I'm I'm very I I can't wait, man. That's gonna be so much fun. It's gonna be so great, especially if the if the location system runs. Like I said, I've been giving this game a test try. The 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 app that it's gonna be based on runs really well. Really sharp location services. Really great information about your surroundings and you know what what gameplay aspects are all around you. It's gonna be good, man. If they oh, yeah. base it off this engine, it's gonna be good. Oh yeah. We just gotta hope that they, you know, keep the. Uh, I don't know, like it. I, I can't think... I, I want to find something there that I can criticize, but I can't freaking do it. And it's driving me absolutely up the wall. <laughs> if those boss fights, like what they showed with Mewtwo, are actually going to be like that, I'm going to be have I'm gonna have a problem because you know there's going to be one person who just waits for the very end. This is true. And just going to be like, Rat, Rattata, go! And then just like a freaking level one Rattata takes down Mewtwo. It's just like, <laughs> oh, oh, great. Sad panda. Also, I'm sure they'll have a loot sharing system. Probably. Need greed. That was a wow reference. It was. I'm <laughs> proud of you. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, to all of our guild members, I am sorry I haven't been on lately. Uh, <laughs> I've hey, been busy. Me too, actually. My uh, cooling pad kind of... Oh yeah, your cooling pad took a crap on you, didn't it? Um, <laughs> It didn't so much break as much as I broke it because... Uh, the like cord that goes from my computer to the cooling pad to mm -hmm. like power it, the part of it that's actually in the cooling pad kept falling out. So I just more and more aggressively just started putting it in. 
And so that's what she said. I think that's more of that's what he said. Eh, whatever. Who's counting? <laughs> um, I ended up bending one of the like power receiver things, and then I was just like, "Oh no! Here, I'll just get like a mini screwdriver and make it better." And then I basically snapped it off. You should have called your engineer friend. I actually that's what probably should have. What we're for? Yeah, we're monkey wrenches for hire. Yay. <laughs> Well, that's that's a shame, dude. But uh, I, I hopped on a little bit. I played some. Uh, I played a couple of dungeons and a couple of runs over the weekend. But it's, I don't know. Uh, it's yeah. I don't know. I just wish I had more time, man, between school and everything. But yeah, you know, complain, complain, complain. Poor me, poor starving artist student. Uh, <laughs> a, you're not an artist. B, I don't think you're starving. This is my art, Will. <laughs> Giving my voice to the world is my art. <laughs> Fair enough. So you got. I'm a high functioning narcissist. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Yes. Fair enough, everybody. Fair uh, enough. All right. Well, do you have uh, that's that that went by really fast, man. Holy yeah, crap. it actually did. And we, had, we had a lot to talk about this time, though. We did. So that's a plus. Look at us being all prepared. Yeah. Like we're adults. <laughs> that's <laughs> weird. I know, right? Uh. I don't like it. Uh, do you have anything? Do you have anything else you want to add? Anything else you want to talk about before we before we let our listeners go? Um, I'm going to have to say that my parting words for this podcast are going to be, uh, you're a wizard, Harry. (laughs) You heard it here first, Harry. You're a wizard. Um, all right. Well, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to cover all of our socials and tweets and stuff. So, uh, don't forget to go to Twitter and follow us at not so wise pod. Uh, we are on iTunes. We are on iTunes. Not so wise guys on iTunes. Please, please, please come over and subscribe to us there. You can also find us on SoundCloud at Not So Wise Guys Podcast. I think that's about it. Yep. I'm gonna. I've been working on the website. It's it's coming together. I want to kind of you know get the uh, the uh, the 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 podcast rolling on iTunes a little bit more before we officially launch the i uh, the website because eventually the the end goal is to host it only on there. Take it off SoundCloud completely. So we will definitely keep you updated on that. And uh, we'll probably be launching a Facebook page for, for the podcast too soon. Yay. So uh, we'll, we'll give you more details on that next week. And as always, I have been Luke Kenny. And I'm William Sen. And we will see you on the next Not So Wise Guys podcast. Bye.